Hi, this is D.H. Dawkins Sr., lead pastor of Praise Tabernacle International. Thank you for tuning in on today's podcast. We hope that it will be inspiring, empowering, and enlightening to you, most of all impactful to your growth and your journey in faith. God bless you and happy December. We're so glad to be here for another month. Let's go to the word of the Lord. Uh, Matthew 25, 1 to 13, it's not strange to you. Those of you who were at the gathering of the grounds, you were able to hear uh, a portion of that uh, dealing with those um, who bared oil in their vessels, right? Bared oil in their vessels. Matthew 25 speaks of the kingdom of heaven being likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, uh, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. They were hurrying up. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should be not enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. Get your own. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. God, what a devastating response. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Father, your word is blessed, and we are more blessed to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. I speak to you today from the topic, don't lose your fire. Don't lose your fire. During this pandemic, we've experienced so far so many ups and downs, so many losses, whether it be economical, whether it be relational, but most importantly and most uh, tragically, I would say, there are some believers who have lost their fire. They've lost their fire. Now, now, this is what I've been calling a necessary inconvenience, a necessary inconvenience, because although this season has disrupted what our norm was prior to it, uh, it revealed certain things that needed to be revealed and would not have been revealed had there not been an inconvenience. And one of those things was a unhealthy uh, dependence on certain other substitutes that were never meant to be as primary as we had placed them uh, that we depend on events, we depend on gatherings, we depend on People, we depend on giftings and mantles in order to help fuel our faith. Now, hear me, I'm in no way dismissing the use and God's hand and his, his selection of certain people and places uh, and situations uh, uh, to move, uh, uh, to inspire us, to revive us. But one of the things I've learned is that God uh, will quickly shake and debase and remove and dethrone anything or anybody that starts to take his place. Uh-huh. I hear you saying amen. Things that begin to take preeminence, things that begin to eclipse him, things that begin to gain greater value. One of the Ten Commandments is that we should have no other God before him. It is essential, preach Dawkins, it's essential 
for us to be able to keep God in the first place of our lives. Matter of fact, I say he's too much God to be on the list. So I don't say he's number one. Uh, I don't even put him on the list. Uh, God is the title of my list. In him, I live and move and have my being. Uh, my life is in him. My, my source is him. Uh, my, my purpose and my reason for living, it's all in him. Uh, but anytime God sees uh, that we begin to put anything or anybody, uh, any system any season over him to the point where we may not say it out of our mouths but our affections our heart our responses our sacrifices our attitudes our vibe and our energy all of these things begin to reveal where we really are and how we really value certain things it's important for us to understand that faith comes by hearing the word of God and how can we hear lest there be a preacher how can the preacher preach lest he be sent or she be sent by God all of these things are prerequisites all of these things are criteria but none of them are the essential meaning none of them are the actual place we might have a, a tool a vehicle that is meant to transport us to a place we don't now treat the vehicle like it is the place we treat the vehicle as a tool or as a means to the end it is not the end and what this disruptive but necessary inconvenient season has caused to be revealed in the lives of many believers all around the world is that we have put too much value and too much weight on the vehicle and we've lost sight of the destination the destination was never meant to be in a building. The destination was never meant to be sought after on platforms. The destination was never to have some emotional uh, euphoric experience that makes us feel close to God. But the destination was to be a people of great faith, to be disciples of Jesus Christ, to be people who are rooted and grounded, always abounding in the work of the Lord, not easily tossed and driven by every wind of doctrine, but to be founded, to be anchored, to to be secured in our walk and in our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the expectation. That's the destination. Unfortunately, we see in the text the parable of the five wise and foolish versions. We see a similar setting in that text. We see that a delay in the coming of the bridegroom, a delay in the appearing of the bridegroom had happened and in that inconvenience, yes sir, in that moment of inconvenience, we see half the folks sleep and the other half, they are still alert they are still propped, they are still ready, they are still anticipating, they are still enthusiastic, they did not lose their fervor, they did not lose their joy, they did not lose their posture preparation, but the other half, child, they were asleep, they didn't care, they were laissez-faire, and all of a sudden, when things began to be shaken, when things had to come to light, all of a sudden, what do we see? We see them jumping up, oh, child, we gotta get ready, oh, I gotta find some more. Oh, can you borrow me this? Can you lend me that? Can I find this? Can I find that? And it was too late. It was too late. It was too late. My admonishment to you during this inconvenient but necessary disruption to our regular schedule program do not lose your fire. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. F I R E. F I R E. Faith. 
Don't lose your faith in God and don't lose your faith in his word. Don't lose it. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. You must be a man or a woman of faith. It ain't about your good behavior. It ain't about how much money you have, who you know, and what your network consists of. It's about how much faith you have in God. Faith is a a prerequisite for heaven. You cannot get there unless you have faith. You cannot believe in Christ. You cannot have a walk or relationship, rather, with Christ unless you first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. Faith. Somebody put out there in the comments, faith, faith, faith in in God and faith in his word. He's not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. You must believe in him, believe in his word, and believe in his timing. Trust God. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him even when you can't trace him. Trust him when you can't feel him. Trust him. Trust him. There have been many a days during this pandemic, during this unprecedented time, where I did not feel God the way I feel him in other seasons. And my faith was not rocked because I couldn't feel him. My faith says he's there. He's moving. He's speaking. He's doing what he does best, being God being God even if I cannot sense him secondly I don't lose your fire so if faith in God in his word and in his timing and now I faith or rather intelligence by illumination do not lose your intelligence by illumination there are some people who during this time of great inconvenience it's as if they have lost their mind it is if I don't know, like they don't know who they are. They don't know what to do. Uh, They're dumb when it comes to doctrine now. They don't act like they were taught anything. Uh, They're not living like they had any foundation. Uh, It's a complete amnesia. It's as if they've forgotten the promises of the Lord. It's as if they've forgotten what the word of God that had been sowed into their spirit, sowed into their mind. They have lost intelligence. That's what those five foolish verses. You say, Pastor, why you got to use that word dumb? The Bible said that they were five foolish virgins, meaning that they were ignorant. They lacked intelligence. They had information, but they blocked the information from working on their minds and working in the place of their soulless realm. What is that? The soul is made up of three parts, the mind, the will, and the emotions. So whatever data I allow to get into my mind, it's going to impact my emotions. It's going to impact my decisions. That's my will. All of these comprise who I am. And if I allow data to govern my thought process, the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So whatever it is that I'm thinking, uh, it didn't just come out of itself. uh, It came from what I allowed to be downloaded into my mind. That's why you got to pray for the mind that is in Christ to be also in you. If you are a believer, you must go after the mind of God. Isaiah 26 and 3, keep your mind stayed on him and he will keep you in perfect peace. The mind mind is necessary you've got to manage this mind we, we've got to sanctify the mind we've got to submit the mind we, we've got to let the mind of God God I feel something creeping in here now you got to let the mind of God walk into your mind you got to let the mind of God migrate into your mind you got to let the thoughts of God make its way to your thoughts if not the news will drive you crazy your family will drive you crazy all kinds of things going on will drive you're crazy but don't lose your fire don't lose your faith 
And don't lose your intelligence. Stay rooted in the things of God. Stay rooted in your faith in God. Stay rooted. Go to Bible study. Come on, get it out that birthing chamber. Y'all down there under the Hebrew claws, rocking back and forth. Get out of there. Open up your Bible and get that word back in you again. Some of y'all prophesying all kind of foolishness that's not even coming to pass because you're spending more time at a prophetic round table than you are in the Bible. Get back in the word. Nothing's coming out of prophecy that has not already come out of the book. It's already in the book. It's already in the word. We've got to make sure that we're rooted and grounded in the word of God. That's where it is. I believe that there's more conspiracy in the prophetic community than there is in politics. You got more people confused with that prophet said that that prophet said. What did the words say? God left enough in his word that we don't need to consult secondary voices. We got enough in the word to make heaven. We got enough in the word to miss hell. We got enough in the word to live right. If you stay in the word, don't go nowhere. That's what they told me. They said, stay in the word. Don't go nowhere. Stay right there in Acts 2.38. Stay right there in Psalm 1. Stay right there. Stay in the book. I promise you, your intelligence submitted to God will preserve your fire. Put in the chat. Yes. All right, I'm getting excited because when a preacher preaches about the word, we get excited with nobody else in the room. Come on, clap your hands wherever you are and give God a praise. If you're driving, flap your elbow. Keep your hand on the steering wheel. But whatever you do, take about 10 seconds and give God a praise. Come on, if you got fire, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and give him glory. Bless his high name. Bless his high name. F-I-R-E. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your intelligence by illumination. Get in that word. Don't lose your reverence for God and the things of God. Some of you have become, uh, what's the word? Sanctified by association. There you go. Yes. So you live as holy as the people around you are. Uh, so for many of you, you were living right because you at least had to see the saints at least once a week. And so anytime you were in the company of the saints, there was a level of conviction that the weight of God on them, the weight of God that they walked with caused you to feel a sense of God. When they walked in the room, you felt God on them. And them folk, if you came around people like I did, all it had to do, mother wouldn't even think about you, but she just looked in your direction. Child, she done seen what I did last summer. She seen what I thought about. She saw what I'm thinking. Because we were cultivated to have a fear and a reverence for holy men and holy women of God. But in this pandemic, you don't have them around you like you did at least once a week. It's just you and God. And I love how God reset it. He said you should have been stunting them no way. You should have been paying them all that mind you were paying. The Bible said let every one of you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling God is coming after mother and God is coming after bishop and God is coming after apostle but he's coming after you too you scared of the wrong one he said don't fear man because he can only hear him harm the body but instead fear God because he can get to your body and your soul you gotta have the fear of God the Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
that's where it starts it starts in your fear and reverence for the things of God I see people on social media they're coming on out with everything now I might as well go ahead and just accept this I decide to present my boo to you I decide to present my bait to you now you got couples on profiles pics what was hidden for a season people feel liberated now and that's good I'm not making fun of it I want you to understand what the pandemic did I told you it was a necessary inconvenience it removed the sheet Juanita said no more sheets but it took COVID-19 to take some of the sheets off of y'all now we can see what you're really living now we can see what you're really thinking and I don't say that condemningly but I say that respectfully because now the real you is here now we can minister to you not with your church smoke screen but now we can minister to you we're no longer in confusion what we felt in our spirit COVID-19 the pandemic and the global shutdown has allowed you to just say here I am this is who I've been I've been suppressing it I was foolish but you didn't know it I didn't have no oil but you didn't know it I didn't have no lamp but you didn't know it but it took an inconvenient season to cause my oil less lamp less wise less self to be revealed and thanks be to God that the church says that we accept you where sin abounds grace abounds so now there's help in the parable there was no help but today I present help to you in the parable those with oil couldn't give anything to those without but I admonish you I say like Paul I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies the fact that God hadn't wiped you out by the mercies the fact that God gave you another chance by the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice holy holy shalom holy shakadabosia holy 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 somebody cried out out of your spirit out of your soul the bridegroom is on his way don't mistake his delay for a denial he has not forgotten he's coming back like a thief in the night no man knows feel like preaching old school no man knows the hour of the day that the son of man shall make his return don't get ready be ready be ready have oil in your lamps and have them trimmed and burning be ready when the bridegroom's come he's coming i hear the chariot i hear the crack of a whip i hear michael i hear gabriel the archangel the clouds are rehearsing they're parting because he's coming say it church say it don't lose your fight don't lose your faith don't lose your intelligence 
Don't lose your reverence for God. And lastly, don't lose your expectation, your excitement, and your enthusiasm. At our service on the grounds, we danced in that parking lot. We gave God great praise. And I don't want some of y'all to have rusty feet that you can't praise him until the next service. You better learn how to praise him while you're waiting. Old statement I used to say, praise him in the hallway until the next door opens. Don't let your situation paralyze your praise. Don't lose your fire. I promise you, in my house, I dance from room to room. My kids follow me. Pastor Tamia, she gets it in with us every now and then. Because one thing I want my children to know is that when they see their daddy praising, it's not for show. It's a lifestyle because praise kept my mind when I thought I was going to lose it. All I had to do was find a praise. David said, I, I will bless the Lord at all times and, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth and sometime it come out of my mouth it get down in my feet it gets in my hands bless the lord oh my soul and all Woo! don't lose your fire i said don't lose your fire put it out there all day post it on your status tag me if you want to i like it and share it don't lose your fire He's coming back. And I want to make sure that every one of you has a flame ready to lead a dying world to a savior, but ready to meet your own creator. Don't get ready. Be ready. He's coming. So don't lose your fire. Don't you let being out of this building on a weekly basis cause you to lose your fire. Don't lose it. Stay connected to other people who have fire. It'll help to motivate your own fire. Maintain it in Jesus' name. God bless you.